T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Oh, Terp, you know this is one of my favorites. Justin Turpin producing alongside the great Billy Lanny who rolls the bones and has those golden tones. This is one of my all-time favorites. Heat of the Moment by Asia, one of the great debut albums of a power group, of a super group of all time, if I may say. This is Fitzy and Hart filling in for Gresham Fourier. Andy Hart will be taking over alongside Christian Fourier for the final two hours of the program. I'm letting Christian Fourier... Uh, stretch his hammies, get a Gatorade, and make his way back from the Hourback Center to the dumpy little building in Brighton over on Leo M. Birmingham Parkway. Just a couple minutes here to fill in the gaps and cracks until the guys take you to 2 o'clock, at which point Jones and Mego with Arcand will be here on WEI. And, of course, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash WEI. Listen on 93.7 FM and on the Odyssey app. Don't have it? Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Why? Because Christian Fourier and company just... uh rallied up over $31,000 for charity. And this area, Andy, needed some good basketball vibes because, holy smokes, I am, you know what? I'm not going to worry about the clap back I've gotten on social media from the green teamers. I'm not going to worry about the, you guys stick to football. You don't understand hoops. These guys will be fine. I'm going to put it out there. Because I think you agree with me, and it's not just that I want company, because I know misery loves company. I'm miserable right now watching the Celtics, losing three straight, as I mentioned when I filled in in the 10 o'clock hour as well. 28-point lead blown Friday night, 14-point lead blown Sunday night, 14-point lead on the road blown. So two home games in a row they lose to teams they could easily face in the second round of the playoffs. Then they go on the road last night when they could pick up a massive moral dub against the Cavaliers in Cleveland, down three starters, and Grant Williams... Hell, I would rather have Dakota in his janky over-the-head shot that he just displayed on the Twitch stream for Shots for a Cure taking those free throws than Grant Williams. I think it is okay right now in the barroom, at the office, on the radio and beyond to say I am officially worried about the Celtics and their ability to get out of the East and return to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I've been in a weird place with the Celtics because um, I've been in Homerland. I have been um, very My much... Town? You've been working my very, side of the street, guy. Very much so. Like I think this team is and was uh, going to the NBA Finals. Uh, I think if they make it to the Finals, they're going to win that. I've left the little caveat of how the Suns develop with KD as just like the outlier there. They're not playing good basketball. And the, the concerns are creeping up. They're mounting. They're snowballing. And kind they're of many-fold at this point, Andy. Yes. Now, there was a point in time where... 
it was basically injuries or bust. As long as we don't have injuries, well, you, you're starting to deal with some minor injuries here and there. The we we know Al Horford doesn't play back to backs. We know Rob Williams isn't um, reliable, isn't an every game kind of guy. Even though they started his season late and really seemed to be optimistic and cautious with their approach to his knee. But now, you know, the role players and everything you went through at the trade deadline with Pritchard wanting out and, and Grant Williams wanting $20 million. And then I do think just symbolically, visually, last night, Pritchard going to the hoop with a chance to sort of quiet everybody. Oh, he misses, but don't worry. You have Grant Williams, the other guy involved in all this weirdness, going to the line. Oh, he'll make both of them. He said so. He misses both of them. Just an ugly loss and an ugly little stretch here. And we've been talking about playing time. And, oh, by the way, we just continue to play overtime games so we can uh, pile up the minutes for some of these guys. And, you know, you looked at uh, Jalen Brown and and certainly Donovan Mitchell on the other side. They Mm -hmm. were gassed at the end of that game. They could barely walk. They could barely walk up and down the court. They're shooting. You see late threes from Jalen were way off Mm -hmm. short. Uh, Mascala had one way off short. He played a bunch of minutes. They played play double overtime Sunday night, then had to catch a charter, fly to Cleveland, get in bed yep. at 2.30 in the morning, wake up, work all the lactic acid out of their bodies, have a breakfast, shoot around, and then play against a team that's in the fourth slot right now, but with the way Cleveland can shoot and turn it on at a moment's notice, <laughs> could easily maybe, uh, they'll probably be locked into the fourth slot, and the Celtics could be in a battle with the Sixers for the three spot at this point if they keep up this putrid stretch that they've been on, Andy. This is a team you scuffling. need to be comfortable against. Yeah, they're scuffling now, but I wonder, you know, what will what will the story be? And I fear, oh my, um, oh, my word. Right now, my biggest fear is that I'll make them both. I'm going to make them both is going to be the words of infamy that we're going to have to live with if that's the way this season continues to go. I want to know, and fans out there that are listening right now, 617-779-7937, when it comes playoff time, will this be the stretch in the Celtics season that we look back on and say, yeah, you know what, it's good that they, you know, they had their medal tested. It's good that they took a shot. Right in the old, you know where. It's good that they were able to rally up, that they that they were able, they were galvanized together during that rough stretch, and they learned from it, and it was good because it battle tested first year coach Joe Mazzulla, who was thrown into the fire randomly back in September, or is it? Yeah, that's when we saw what we thought they were, and the Celtics, uh, who had championship hopes and pedigree, came undone because there's a lot of people barking and hooting and hollering all over Andy, saying like. This team has no closer. This team has no finish. It has no grit and balls, and it has no heart. Yeah, and and there's aspects of that that are that are creeping in for me. And again, I'm not talking about. I'm not from the Adam Jones world where I look for the negativity. Certainly, with the Boston Celtics, I've been looking for the positivity. And I have. I thought the addition of Brogdon and the White Brogdon combo was just such a unique weapon for this team of depth that that would help just catapult it beyond what the stars and getting Marcus Brown you know what's really bothering me too the inconsistency on defense they have been a really inconsistent they've been terrible Andy. well no because there's times where they can look like last year's defense where it's like the other team can't get a shot off and then there are times where it looks like three guys who have never played together were mm-hmm. like oh you didn't have him oh I was po- oh we were we were going to do assignments every like, exactly. It's unreal, and I, in one sense, that has to go on your head coach. It has mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. In another sense, I don't know that it fully should. If you're going to have all these veteran guys, and they are veterans now, 
They're mm-hmm. a young veteran team. We can still be excited about the future and their youth as they hit their prime, but they're a young veteran team. And you have a defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart, who's supposed to be a leader, who has been around for a really long time. He's one of those glue guys, and, and whatever you want to call him, that can't keep happening. And I don't want to hear tired or effort or that they're going to flip some switch and just become this great defensive team when the postseason hits. There are just... There are a lot more little concerns. I don't know that any of them has reached, like, hit the old panic button on the wall level Mm -hmm. yet, but there's a lot of growing concerns between Robert Williams and playing too many minutes, everybody, with these overtime games, the inconsistent defense, the coach. Is the coach ready to be in the spotlight and be in these situations late in games and make sure his team closes a game, wins a game, and doesn't lose it? There's just a lot of little... Yeah, buts, yeah, buts, yeah, buts that I didn't think this team was going to have as they approached the postseason. Yeah, and I got to tell you, like uh, the the biggest picadillo I think everyone has. Ooh, the, picadillo. Yeah, the old bird. Does that in the come saddle. from a cucumber? Wiggy was asking. <laughs> Are they really pickles and cucumbers? Uh, the the burr in the saddle, the hair across the you know what, the red eye comes from Joe Missoula not calling timeouts. Joe Missoula. I can't hear anymore. Like, what are you going to say to Grant Williams? Like, you know, tell him I love him. Like, all right, great. That's great that you're going to try to reassure somebody who continues to be his own worst enemy on the court, off the court as well. This team, one thing that I think they they have to get over, and I think last year the tough love and the strong parental guidance of Ime Odoka, what he did was enough bar, you know, like when Grant Williams would yell at him, he would yell back. He would tell them, shut your mouth on the court. Jason Tatum can't miss a layup feel like he got fouled the same way LeBron wishes he got fouled, you know, says he got fouled, and he did in that famous Saturday night game a few weeks back, and not get back on defense. Like, you can't just, like, you haven't won a title. You're not LeBron. You're not Michael Jordan. Even You're not Kobe Bryant, even though you are the next big thing, and I know people were saying you could be MVP and you were the All-Star Game MVP. Get back on defense. Quit looking for the call. Grant Williams, you're not you're not extending any olive branches. You're not building up any amnesty by complaining all the time, barking for calls, arguing, you know, grousing with teammates, yelling at the coach. Like, this is doing the team no favor whatsoever. And Missoula to say Friday night that the biggest issue when they blew a 28-point lead on Tatum's birthday, and what a hell of a party that must have been afterwards, shooting 59 three-pointers. He said they didn't shoot enough threes on Friday night, so they hoist 59 on Sunday night. Last night, uh, you would say the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, with Garland and uh, Spider-Mitch, you'd probably say they shoot a lot of threes, right, Andy? Sure. Yeah, okay, cool. Last night, the Celtics uh, put up 14 more three-pointers than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last night, the Celtics went 16 for 48 from three. Cleveland was only 12 of 34, so they both basically shot one for every three. Marcus Smart last night, continuing this brutal stretch that began when he returned from injury before the All-Star break. Last night, let me see, Marcus Smart went for, uh, here we go, in 37 minutes, uh, your defensive player of the year, your glue guy, your team leader, who probably should throw some chairs in a locker room because of his lousy performance again. Three rebounds, five assists, and 11 points. Meanwhile, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, in the same number of minutes, four rebounds, five assists, 24 points. Yeah, I, I know we love the, the bench and the new dynamic duo of the bench, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, saving their bacon or at least helping them keep tight in games like against Milwaukee and Cleveland when they're on the road without a lot of starters. These guys are lobbying to make significant starting minutes, and I think I want them on the floor more than some of the other guys right now to close out these games because the regular guys 
are confused, they're lost, they're gassed, or a combination they're in. And you could argue, because the numbers did get out of whack late, their shooting fell off down the stretch, which one would yeah. say, well, that happens when you play double overtime. That happens when you're playing a lot of minutes and you're getting tired and you're missing some key starters and there's various th But you were in position to win the game. Like, all that is true. Yeah, it was a struggle, it was a slugfest, whatever, rock fight. You were in position to win the game. You give uh, Donovan Mitchell a, a path to the basket where, yeah, I think he got porked. I don't think there should have mm -hmm. been a foul called on Grant Williams. And if you're going to review that and say that there was a, a legitimate foul there, then maybe let's just get rid of review uh, at the end of games for things like mm -hmm. that. But then they bailed you out because I actually don't like a foul being called on the other end. Peyton Pritchard goes to the hoop. You need to make that layup. You need to finish that. They, you had the opportunity to steal the game, win the game, you, you know, moral victory the game, you know, real victory that would have also been a moral victory. Would have been a huge um, win last night, dude. Really and so been. The, the tired aspect, and it wastes a performance where I thought Jalen Brown was gutsy. I thought he did, I mean, I think he finished one assist away from a triple-double. I thought he was not great. I didn't think it was actually a great game. I thought he was gutsy. I think there were times mm -hmm. where he looked like the inefficient Jalen Brown and made some mistakes and some turnovers. But it was right there, and I is this does this mean they can't go to the finals? Oh, you're never going to beat the Bucks. No, no, that doesn't. This doesn't mean. But you could have just sort of um, squashed some of the criticism and and the negative momentum that is picking up a little bit of pace for this team, which has gone from if you're taking it in big chunks, dominant start to the year, mm -hmm. mediocre middle section, not playing very well. And so I don't think you like that trend. third leg. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And that's not how you want to head towards the playoffs and the postseason. And that is concerning. And you talk about chairs being thrown or maybe Missoula having to do like, I think this team needs a little bit of a wake up call and a slap in the face because they should be getting it from their, their production and their play on the court. But if it's not coming naturally, I think maybe somebody needs to slap them in the face and, and make them realize what exactly is going on over the course of the season how could math uh, how could math how could the numbers how could their stats how could what's gone on not be the slap in the face this team needs or deserves andy they're a 500 ball club in the year 2023 10 and 9 over their last 19 losers of four of their last five to the knickerbockers squeaked out a win against the cavaliers where they almost blew a 20 something point lead to them lose friday night up 28 lose sunday night to the knicks when they had a 14-point lead, lose on the road last night when they have a 14-point lead, 92-78 going into the fourth quarter. This is problematic, and I think Joe Missoula, in his first year, is faced with a big problem. Celtics with 16 games down the stretch that uh, is going to turn into their their home stretch, their playoff tune-up, their pre-playoff run. He might have to pretty much soon make some bold choices with this Celtics team, and they may be unpopular on the team, on the bench, in the bleed green circles and beyond. But you know what? Sometimes desperate times or borderline desperate times call for some borderline desperate measures. Real quick, as we get ready to set the trend and take you back to Hart and Fourier, filling in for Gresh here, talking about what just happened on Shots for a Cure. Uh, two quick tweets I just saw to take note of. Justin Turner uh, tweeted out less than an hour ago, thanks to everyone for all the messages and prayers. Feeling fortunate to come out of yesterday with no breaks and all my chiclets intact he thanks the <laughs> red sox medical staff said he's doing pretty well that's a great sign because yep. big things could be expected from him on the red hot undefeated spring training red sox and from rap sheet yeah pal they hat uh at rap sheet three minutes ago the patriots will not franchise tag and we expected this editorial note will not franchise tag standout 
Cornerback Jonathan Jones, source said, he's going to hit the market, though New England does have interest in bringing him back. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Please feel free to call in and weigh in with your level of concern about the Celtics and the swoon and the stretch they are currently mired in right now. Also, Andy and Fourier and company are going to talk about what just happened. Patriots will be on the table as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Oh, all right. Look who made it back to the studio, Andy. Are you hurt? Uh, you know what? It's funny. Uh, Gresh and Fourier. Uh, around 1225 right now, uh, I would say thanks to Andy and uh, Fitzy for filling in for us as I walked my lazy, fat, out-of-shape butt back here. Um, I am a little bit hurt, to be honest with you. Um, my shoulder is bugging me a little bit. Um, <laughs> it is. I'm not going to lie. So after so the event just ended, you guys took over because we actually had to pick everything up out of the uh, Auerbach Center. The Auerbach Center. And uh, literally run out of there by 12. Walk back over here. You guys uh, helped us out. Uh, but $31,250. Now, people, I, awesome. I don't think people know exactly. So we're, we're trying to raise as much money uh, for the American Diabetes Association. The same thing we did in November with Crusade for a Cure. Instead of staying there for 25 hours, might as well hire, you know, you know, reach out to some of my friends to see if they'll help us out. Um, and it was funny, Andy. Were, were you able to watch on Twitch? Uh, I watched a little bit. It, I, it, was, it actually played out pretty much, I thought, chalk. Like, didn't you think it kind of... I mean, obviously, the ex-NBA players are the best Well, Scal, you know, almost like, you know, raising the most money was, I yeah. think, the most impressive. Because you think big guy, he's not going to have that. Like, I mean, old school big guy. Like, he wasn't, you know, hanging out three-point range back when he was playing. No, you but know? he spent his life on a basketball court. True. Like, that's his home. True. Like, that's where he is. Because even if you're a big you're around basketball your whole life. You're playing horse. You're playing pickup. You're shooting. You you give a basketball to almost anybody, and half the time, what do they do? They either go to three-point or mid-court. Like, that's just like the – no one goes and says, I'm just going to work on my, my mid-range. I want my mid-range. Right. I'm no, a mid-range like, guy. No, nobody does that. You want to see if you can hit it. So 
when a guy spends his whole life on a basketball court, I feel like he should be pretty comfortable on a basketball court. Well, I, okay, so if you're in and out, so, I mean, do you have any idea who the worst shooter was? Uh, I, I don't. I heard rumblings, but give me who you okay, believe so the worst Okay, so the worst was. was Greg Hill. By, hey, it wasn't Greg. even close. It wasn't Isn't even that close. that expected? Um... You know what? The dude can do like 25 push-ups. I thought he could actually what does you know, that have do, to do with anything. I don't know. He thought he had some athletic ability in him. That's all I'm saying. I didn't I don't think he's like, you know, the, you know, a triathlete or something like that, but it was pretty bad. The uh, the biggest surprise was Mego. Why? She's a D1 athlete. She played yeah, D1 just lacrosse. Ask her. Like, uh, I know why. <laughs> just hold on, she'll tell you. She she practiced, she worked out, she tried, she went to the gym, she kept sending me pictures and videos of her at the gym. And I, and I think the moment gets you a little bit. I mean, it isn't, like, intimidating when it comes to, like, you know, street fight all of a sudden randomly you're backed into a corner. But even Dana Barrow is one of the one of the prettiest shooting guards I've ever seen in my life. Even he was struggling a little bit. Yep. Like, he couldn't really find his rhythm. And I just feel like then you get in your own head. And then, yeah. then, then the clock's ticking. You're like, holy crap, this is for charity. And then there you go. Well, I mean, I think you, you and Wiggy proved that on your first uh, – test of athletic yeah. ability with the the tight ends hands off catch off yeah or whatever as soon as you have a miss or as soon as you it isn't as easy as you expected it to be all as charles barkley would say the sphincter tightens up a little bit even if it isn't in front of thirty thousand. yeah so the so the boston Celtics were great they gave us that whole arena that whole practice facility for for two hours it was they really just went above and beyond to help us out i really can't thank them enough i want to thank west cork irish whiskey for Obviously, being the the title sponsor of the entire event, you got to get some West Cork Irish whiskey. It's unbelievable, especially with St. Patrick's Day coming up. Cleanest bins, you know, is, a, is a, my buddy's company, and he cleans your trash cans. It's one of the if you look at your trash cans, they get unbelievably dirty, smelly, and nasty. Come spring, go to cleanestbins.com and have them clean your bins. Obviously, Leonard Hair Transplant and Swing Juice, our good friend uh, Steve Dakota from Braintree. Uh, I want to thank all those guys, and of course, Gray, Courtney, Mego, Tommy Curran, Dana, Dana Barrow, Scal. Dakota and of course Rich Keith for filling in at the last second because uh, how Rich Keith do? Rich, not very good, not very good. <laughs> I would say that like not very good. I was, uh, you know, he's got two little kids. You know, uh, uh, we're making life, excuses now. Life changes. I'm doing what I'm doing for him. What everybody's doing for Grant Williams right now, and the Celtics are making up excuses and trying to figure out why it went wrong. Tommy Curran from NBC Sports Boston, sneaky good athlete. Well, he takes Sneaky his basketball good. seriously. He plays a lot, so he, that does not surprise. So that's what it is. So it's not like he's – I mean, so you remove the athletic ability from his, like, you know, his name, and he's just a, he's a try-hard guy? Yeah, well, I don't know about try-hard, but he plays a lot of, you know, pickup hoops. He's I'm amazed. Listen, all the time. He told me he was playing pickup hoops, and he had, like, these stitches, and some old guy, when he was crossing them over, grabbed his head and, like, ripped the stitches out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so Tommy Kerr will actually join us at uh, 120. We'll get the oh, nice. He's usually here early in the day, but since he was actually took part in the shootoff, um, he'll join us at 120 on Gresham Fourier. Uh, we got the primetime parlay. We moved that from 11:45 to 12:45. So, Andy, you got to get your pick in. Oh, I'm ready. Um, I'm a winner. Born we are winner. actually going to also going to give some Bose headphones. Uh, we're going to give those away at around 120, right before. Um, Tommy Kern comes on, so make sure you tune in at 120. I'll give you the the the, the call sign to call in. You be the first caller, and we'll give we'll we'll give you a, a pair of uh you know uh quiet comfort uh, headphones. They're unbelievable, and thanks for to Bose for donating those. I wanted to get off basketball for a second, Andy, because okay. I feel like we've probably been basketball centric. There's been a you and I have been talking about Jacoby Myers for a long time. Okay, 
Now it's finally starting to kind of, you know, people are trying to figure out like you know, what he's really worth. Looks like he's not going to be franchise tagged. He's going to be free, going to be a free agent. You're going to be able to test the waters, test the free market. Yep. Um, the word is that it's twelve to thirteen million dollars, right? Something to that effect, and he's not going to take a hometown discount. Would you say yeah. that around twelve? That's what the rumors are, basically. And so twelve I told to thirteen million dollars. What was that? A th- a couple months ago, when we met in the, I think we were crossing over or something. We met in the kitchen, and I said three and thirty-nine. That's the number that I would put on the table that I don't think is disrespectful, but it's also not a crazy long-term overpayment. I think that's a number where he and his agent, whether you want to call it market value, hometown discount, however you want to describe it, I think that's an offer where he has to listen. And I do think it's going to end up in that range. Now, the years, I don't know if somebody is willing to go four years or five years and how the the 12 to $13 million grows from there. Uh, but I do think that's the range he's in. I never thought, I think two weeks ago, Mike Reese in his Sunday mailbag thing with Mike Tannenbaum, they threw 15 to $20 million out there, which to me just seemed... Um, 15 to 20 Yeah, like You know crazy. what, though? I, I think if you were to ask me, I think it's going to be closer to the high side, whatever that high side is. I think so I, I do you think, think he gets 15 Well, I, I, I think 12 is too low. Okay, so oh, Nelson, Nelson, well, so Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, like what? Yep. Two years, twenty-two million, eleven million dollars a year for now. I will say, I will say this. So, what is the difference between um, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, and Jacoby and Jacoby Myers, based on uh, under under the assumption and the idea that they are all three of them were told to go ahead and test the market. Here's our offer. See if you can get more. One guy well, took basically the same offer at Denver, and the other guy couldn't find any money, came back to New England. That would be Julian Edelman, and took basically the, the offer that they gave him, which was not overpriced. Well, I think, actually, when they hit free agency, there are three really different, really different scenarios. I think Wes Welker, it was clear his best football was behind him. Did he have some time left? Yes, but his best football was behind Wes Welker at that point because he had already played – what, a five-year deal and then a franchise tag deal? So he had given you six really productive seasons, and I think that plays into it. Age and expected future production. Then you go to Julian Edelman. He was broken, literally, had a broken foot, and had not broken out yet. He had not become the next obvious slot receiver in line when he is on the open market, and I think he visited the Giants. Whereas if you look at Jacoby Myers, forget about undrafted, Forget about his physical skills. Whatever you think of his 40 time, his three cone, I don't care about any of that. For the last three plus years, he has been a productive, consistent, proven playmaker in the National Football League who is now hitting, theoretically, the prime of his career, right? This is his next three or four years. You're getting the best of whatever you think Jacoby Myers can be, and he has prepped for that and proven that on the football field. So... I think it's actually really different than Edelman and and Welker. He is the most appealing or alluring uh, possibility coming out of the Patriots. So why are people reluctant? I feel like there's a lack of buy-in with Jacoby Myers. Yep, I'm I feel part like of that. no, no. You're like you're like you're you know inspired by you when I Thank sit you. there and say, well, you know, there. It's like it's almost like well, he's he's the only thing available. So mm-hmm. I would say the 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 difference in the between the two is you know those are all great points but in, more importantly it's timing, like he he's hitting when it comes to free agency as a player, 
you don't when when you, when you are finally a free agent, you don't want there to be a lot of wide receivers in the market or tight ends. You don't want you don't want your free agency to be timed up with other guys that are similar to you. You want to be the only one. So even if you're not the best, you want to be the only one. So then when when four teams need a guy, need a productive guy, they overbid, they overpay, they need to fill the position, even though you're probably not as talented, you're not as quick, your numbers say differently, but the eye test says, listen, dude, we know you're not nearly as shifty or as quick, and if I take this guy and I do this, like he'll, he will be better than you. Whatever. I think he's a beneficiary of timing. And, and I think that ultimately is going to be why teams will overpay for him. If you, if you type in free agent wide receivers – He's mm-hmm. like the first and the almost the only name that comes up that that has that anyone is you know uh, can rec- can recognize is Jacoby Myers. That's yeah. it. I mean, there's a uh, like Odell is in the mix, OBJ, um, but he's a, a unique case because he didn't play last year and he's coming off an injury. And I think there's questions as to is he still living off his name to some degree at this point in his career. Um, Kenny Galladay is going to be uh, available, so there's other options, but just pure. You know, set to be a free agent, no like yeah buts attached to his name. He's the best. But I also think you mentioned it, and I think, and I think I told you and Gresh this on one of my my Wednesday hits a couple weeks ago. I am a firm believer that these NFL GMs and and evaluators, once they label you something coming out of college, like they they don't remove that label unless you really really give them a specific reason, I feel like they fall, oh, I'm going to go check my notes, and back in 2019, I said Christian Fourier had slow feet. So it doesn't matter what they've seen for three years, they're like, yeah, he's slow-footed, so he's not worth X. And I think Jacoby Myers is going to be a victim of that. He is still the undrafted receiver who wasn't quick enough, wasn't fast enough, and he jokes about it. Like I, I, maybe he probably should stop doing that when he does press conferences. Like, yeah, they forget about me because they know I'm so slow, or they they think I can't get open. And maybe he should start saying, you know what, I've caught 80 balls in this league for three years. Maybe people need to start to realize I can play in the National Football League. See, there's a couple of things that you said that you're 100 percent absolutely correct. So once you get labeled whatever blocking tight end um, yeah. you know slot receiver z um you know situational guy um you know special teams guy you know uh third down uh you know pass rush specialist third down pass yes. yes once you do that it takes forever to convince and prove that you're not that so i went from being a do everything tight end to a blocking tight end to a receiving tight end Back to a blocking tight end. Back to just a situational receiving tight end that couldn't block. Even though I was still a better blocker, it just the way they label you. It really then then you get don't forget about injuries. You go from being injury prone to not being injury prone, and I was all the above. I was injury prone all these things until I had two years of not missing practice and not missing a game. Suddenly, it's almost like the scouts. It's like they 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 cycled through. And they went back and did new notes, and they said, oh, this guy, oh, he's a blocking tight end, and boy, sure-handed guy, but, man, he never misses a game. Really? I missed, like, half my games the first seven years of my career. <laughs> half of them the first seven years. I was always hurt. Always so, hurt. So what do you think, using that um, theory, so that so maybe they have to rewrite some of their scouting reports on Jacoby Myers – what do you think they're writing now? What are they fixating on now? Are they fixating on the production? Are they fixating? Because an example of that for you, 
He couldn't find the end zone, remember? Took him forever to get in the end zone. It was like they threw a party, his family, everybody celebrated when he finally found the end zone. Last year, he got in the end zone a little bit more often. So has he shaken that can't score mentality? Like, what's the scouting report? That is funny because, again, you know this because you gave me the nickname. I went seven years in Seattle, and I think I scored two touchdowns. (laughs) No, no, seven years to seven touchdowns. One year here, seven touchdowns and an extra point to win a game. I just feel like it, it – and I remember after I had two touchdowns in one game, I was like, well, it, now I know it wasn't my fault. Like, I can catch touchdown passes. Someone's got to throw them. Someone's got to drop the play. Someone's got to be, like, you know, willing to, like, you know, figure out my strength and use them. I think that that's such a big part of it. You know, and I look at Jacoby Myers, and, and I kind of chuckle about the draft because – Sorry, the combine, because combine is like everybody goes crazy about the combine. They look at this guy, they look at that guy, and they've never heard of him before because they went to Old Dominion. They you never heard mm-hmm. of him before because they played for Florida, and like we weren't getting Florida games because everybody's focused on Georgia and Alabama and Clemson. You know, so so they see a guy who's 6'7", they, they runs like crazy, does a three-cone drill, they fall in love. What I think with Jacoby Myers is, and you ask this, like what are the scouts saying? They will say he's this, he's that, and this, and they'll they tell you, give you every reason why you shouldn't sign him and pay him. Then they go, but but he catches everything you throw at him. He's always open. He he's he's like he will he will bail your quarterback left and right. So let's let me not get influenced by the bright lights and the thrills of like a, a guy that's chiseled out of stone. Let me not get influenced by some dude that runs a four four. I just want him to. I just wanted to know where he's going. And this was another benefit to people who are slower and older. I always I know where I'm going. You yep. don't. I may take me longer, but eventually <laughs> I you'll go this way and that way and you'll be indecisive and you'll stop and then the ball will hit the dirt, it'll hit the back of your head or it'll be intercepted cuz you have no clue where you're going. So I think the, he knows where he's going. He absolutely knows where he's going and I think teams should feel like they know what they're going to get. And one of my favorite all-time quotes in the sport of football, and I'm sure I've used this with you. We've done enough shows together, but um, Leroy Horde, the former running back, used to say, on third and two, I'll get you three. On first and ten, I'll get you three. I'm only getting you three if you use it right. Right? Like You're I right, can, though. And, and I think Jacoby Myers, if you want him, you yeah. want to pay him, bring him on your team and say, I need you to catch 80 balls. You're going to be happy with what you asked him to do. I know. I know. We got to break real quick because we got to get to the lunchtime parlay. But isn't that like, don't you have a tool or something where you go, you know what? This is like my multi purpose tool. You're like, it's like a Swiss yeah. Army knife. Yes. It's just, I know no matter what, if I'm stranded and in trouble, he can get me three to your Leroy right. Horde. He can get me four. I don't care about a touchdown. I just want a new set of downs. But if you That's build your offense around him because you spent money on him, you're going to be disappointed. Well, no, you can't. See, that's the thing. See, there's that. It's there's, on you. There's, there's the kicker, It's what though. you expect on return well, in your investment. It's he on is, you, he not is him. Not, you do not set the, the line to Jacoby Myers. He does not. He is not the lead pony. He right. is a, he is a, you know, role player, a high-level role player. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, we've high, it took no, months, no, but we've come to this. We've come to this agreement. Okay, so you know what hasn't taken months? What? You and I to be really good at the lunchtime parlay. I feel like yeah. we we share a we share a brain when it comes to making all the right picks. Let's go. Did you get a pick in? I got a pick. You got in. a I'm pick ready. in. Okay. All right. So the lunchtime parlay is next, and and then right after that, uh, I'm gonna do some rumors with Tom E. Brady. W E E I. Love E I. W E E I. W E E I. 
New England Sports Original. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. All right, Gresh Fourier on a Tuesday. Gresh, I think, is officially landed. He is back in the great state of uh, Rhode Island, and uh, he will be back tomorrow uh, at 10. Obviously, he probably had. When you hear what happened with Gresh, you're going to be amazed. We're going to have to do a segment just on Gresh's uh, flight arrangements yesterday leaving Vegas. So yesterday, back to the primetime parlay, yesterday um, we did not win. Uh, the only <laughs> <laughs> so who won? Lou won again. Lou is two for two. He's a degenerate. Uh, Billy, yes, he is. Right, you know, uh, Billy lost. Terp, you actually won because you only picked the Kings, no matter and what. And they don't let me down. And they don't let you down. Um, <laughs> I lost again, so I'm a uh, I'm on a bit of a skid right now. I'm kind of like the Celtics. I just can't. I mean, I think you picked that one though for me, so I really blame you for it. Um, all right, so you ready for lunchtime parlay? So Andy Hart, uh, you are up first. Wait, did you just reveal something from behind the curtain? What? Christian Fourier doesn't always make his own picks. No, nah, he made he that won. He made that one yesterday because I was a frazzled. Wow. I was, I was frazzled yesterday. I said, uh, Terp, pick me something. And that he, did and not he, happen. And he, he actually he, he picked one that he knew was going to lose because he doesn't like the fact that I was winning so much. Okay, so I have buffed up my betting prowess okay. on the Rich Keefe show okay. uh, at nights. I believe my record right now stands at 7-3 and three or somewhere in that range, about 70% winners. And I like uh, player point total bets. Uh, I think there's some uh, action to be had there. And I'm looking at Brooke Lopez for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's playing the Magic. Brooke Lopez averages 14.9 points per game on the season. The over-under for his point totals tonight is 14.5. So you might just say, okay, he averages a little bit more than that number. Don't know if I love it. Is it a coin flip? But then I look been on a little bit of a heater of late six of the last seven seven of nine and eight of 11 he's gone over 14.5 points he is on a heater so give me brooke lopez to go over 14.5 i mean you i mean you are getting better at this that's wow look at you dem apples all right billy what do you got so i'm gonna stick around i'm gonna be in the same game as uh, as a hot except i'm taking Giannis. So give me Giannis over 31.5 points against the Magic. He averages 31.2, so I'm been an over on the over. Okay. All right, all right, Billy. All right, Billy. I like it. All right, Turf, how about you? Are the Kings playing again today? They're not, unfortunately, but I'm going to keep it within the association. I'm going to go with the 76ers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Minnesota's coming off a three-game road trip. First game back from a three-game road trip at home, and I don't think they're as good as a team as people make them out to be. I think the 76ers are a better team. So I'm going to take the 76ers on the plus 115. Give us some juice nice. on okay. the underdogs. Oh, look at me. All right, look at me. I'm taking a hockey game again. How about that? Well, what a surprise, surprise. Four years taking a hockey. How do you know ho- about hockey? Uh, well, I know about Seattle. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing with gambling. Agree or disagree? Do you really need to know a lot about the sport or do you really just need to just kind of be real clever and sneaky with trends and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, isn't that really what it's all about? Pick your spot. Pick yeah, your spots. right. I mean, yep. so like the other day, last week, I picked uh, you know the 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 Rainbow Warrior Hawaii Rainbow Warriors men's basketball team against a school called Cal State Northridge. Okay, it took me two seconds. I won it easy. So you just find. I think I think the key is you find the low hanging fruit. I think a lot of people try to get real slick and tricky. Look, I'll, I'll show everybody I'm smarter than everybody. So all I did, I took uh, – so the, the Ducks are playing uh, the Seattle Kraken. And, hockey uh, talk, uh, yeah. hockey, talk, talk, hockey talk, because we like to talk some hockey. 
That's it. So I took the Kraken uh, minus a goal and a half, and I think the Kraken are going to cover, and that's it. Okay. So if you bet $10 on a four, uh, four-way parlay, your $10 will earn you $127.21. How about I that? I like it. How about Pays that? for lunch. There you go. There you go. So that's the primetime parlay. And uh, real quickly, so talk. speaking of gambling, you know, we love to gamble. I feel like we're all getting, betting at gam- uh, getting better at gambling. We better. Um, you know, I feel like we have no choice, though, right? I mean, it's like all up in front of our face. As and of Friday. As right, of Friday. Right. Is it Friday? Right. Boom. Put that phone in your hand and make a bet, baby. You're right. Mobile sports betting is coming to Massachusetts this Friday, March 10th. So before you place uh, that first bet, you've got to check out BetQL. Okay? So BetQL is your one-stop shop for sports betting with insights designed to help you beat the books. BetQL is a sports betting data and analytics platform, so you don't have to do any of the work. provides real odds betting trends, and expert analysis across every single sport. But here's the key, right? Text bet to 37937 for a link. Oh, yeah, that's what you need to do. Text bet to 37937 for a link to a special page for Massachusetts bettors. You can do that right now. That's bet to 37937. Message and data rates uh, may apply. And, again, like I said earlier, Tom E. Kern will join us at 120. Um, and also, we are giving away a set of Bose Quiet 45 headphones. All the guys in here, Billy has a pair. Turb, do you have a pair of Bose headphones? I do, I do. I you am. do. They're awesome. I know uh, everybody uh, on this show has I a do. pair of headphones. You are wearing yours right now. There's not. There's nothing better than Bose. Um, I wanted to do this, Andy, but I want to just tease it real quick because uh, I want to get to this at the top of the hour, and we will talk some Celtics too, but I want to talk about some rumors. So what the combine does, Andy, what the combine does is does is like so everybody shows up to Indianapolis. Everybody everybody shows up at Indianapolis and they just they just all talk and they gossip. Yeah. And they just chirp. Drink. And yeah, right? And, and don't you become more maybe you don't. Don't you become more gossipy the more you drink? Absolutely. Aren't you everybody more willing, does. Right? Almost everybody does. That's why so much information comes out of the combine because all these people they do press conferences where they pretend to say nothing. And then they go to the bar and the reporters are there and the scouts are there and the assistant coaches and everybody is drinking and it is flowing. So how much of it do you think is actually just big talking? Like guys just like you know like beating their chest like I got the scoop. How about 90%. give me some state? You think ninety percent of yeah. it is false? Remember when Tom Brady used to tell us he lies 90% of the time when he talks to the media and he does interviews? I think 90% of the stuff, the same percentage comes out of Indy, is alcohol-infused okay. bragging and misinformation. See, here's, here's, so here's where I'm going with this, okay? Because when you – so the, the news, like the, the phrase and, and words that people use is keep an eye on this. Mm. This is mm. what they say, right? So they go to those bars – And then they go to their, like, NFL network. They go to their platform, and they say, I'm told, keep an eye on this. Keep an eye on Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Oh, boy. Keep an eye on that. Rich Eisen got some information. And it involved one Thomas Brady, not Tom E. Brady. That's Tom E. Kern I was thinking about earlier. His middle name is Edward. It is Edward. All right, so so, so I want to play some sound from Rich Eisen because – he ranked like all the rumors that came out of there, and wouldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it? But Tom Brady was number one. You'll hear that next when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.